You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy. And a big thank you to the sponsor of our show, Suna. And now a quick shout out to a giant pain in the butt for e-com stores everywhere. Getting the right photos and videos to sell your products. Here's the truth. Not a single transaction happens on the internet that doesn't involve a visual. If you're in e-commerce, you need professional photos. That's Suna. They're the virtual content studio. Join over 10,000 merchants who get high quality creative by simply shipping their product, joining their shoot online, and paying for the photos they need as they go. Oh, and these photos, they're only $39 each. Your pain point is about to be your secret weapon. Get started today at suna.co slash privy. That's S-O-O-N-A dot co slash privy. And the link is in the show notes. Hello, and welcome back to e-commerce marketing school. I'm your host, Tony DiBernardo from Privy. And today we're going to learn about the power of newsletters, but also how to use them to effectively grow your business. Today with us, we've got Nikki Chan, manager of customer success at Privy. And similar to Steve from a couple of weeks ago, Nikki works with e-commerce business owners every single day to help them optimize their email marketing and convert those subscribers into loyal customers. So Nikki, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tony. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you here. Obviously, you are the newsletters expert. You work with these business owners every day. So I'm really excited to hear. Let's dive right into it. So these online business owners, whether you are specifically doing like a really small D2C Shopify store or you've already grown, newsletters are really, really important for your business. So why are newsletters so, so important? Yeah, uh, that's a great question, Tony. So we see all sorts of businesses that are using e-commerce as a way to market and newsletters are such a powerful tool. It's really an information hub where you as a business can um, establish your brand's reputation, which is really important, especially when you are just starting out, strengthening your relationships with customers. And so making sure that any new subscriber is really becoming invested in your brand and um, is going to be with you for a very long time and to really help move those folks through your sales funnel in a way that is authentic and thoughtful. So there's so much you can do with unpacking newsletters, whether it's the type of content you use, the cadence you send out. It's a really, really powerful vehicle to continue the community building with your subscribers. Okay. So you bring up a good point, really, just at the end there. Whatever's in the email, the cadence you send out, all these in terms of the content, like what is actually in the newsletters? Obviously, everyone who's listening to this, they're probably growing an online store. We both work here in e-commerce. We know what newsletters are for. And so sometimes when we get a newsletter, we're like, ah, he's doing the old brand building newsletter <laughs> template or, or man, classic move, the founder story. Like we, we know this, we see through this. But what are some of the things you can do content-wise? Like what should our emails look like? What should they say or do to make sure that customers know we're genuinely reaching out to them instead of just them feeling like they're part of this upsell funnel, like we just want their money. Yeah, I think that's why it's really important for your newsletters not to just be about promotion or a selling tactic, right? Certainly there are other automated tools that help drive revenue for your business, but newsletters should really be the place where you are fully controlling the narrative and speaking to your subscriber base. So along with any promotions, we think that education is a really big piece to this. A lot of businesses have a corner of the market in their field and are able to share insights with their subscribers about things that they're passionate about, whether you're, um, you have a specific mission that you want people to understand the why behind you building your business and getting them to be a loyal consumer or subscriber, 
or it could be something might be going on in the world and you want to kind of lend your expertise on the topic. So I think there's a lot of value in utilizing newsletters as a place to really essentially have a conversation with those subscribers, gather feedback. You know, newsletters are a great way to ask your subscribers how they're feeling or what they're thinking about a certain thing. So there's a lot you can do in there aside from just selling and promoting, which is obviously a big piece of things too. Right. Eventually, we want to get to a place where we have such engaged lists that we say, hey, buy this, and they just they go buy it, Absolutely. You know, apart from it being Black Friday. But something that you've said before, I know I've heard you say this before, is that the newsletter is really the reward for all the work you did to bring them to your site, to show them the pop-up, to get their email address, everything to convert them from like a site visitor into a lead. Mm-hmm. And I want to just shout out an example really quickly. Me and my wife just had our six-year wedding anniversary. Oh, and happy anniversary. I, thank you. Uh, it is the iron anniversary. I'm not typically following those, but <laughs> I also didn't follow it this time. But I thought, okay, well, I'll just get her jewelry because iron is jewelry. And I honestly, I don't get her jewelry a lot. So I saw this store. It was called Hello Adorn. This episode is not sponsored by Hello Adorn, but it's really, really beautiful jewelry. And I saw on her computer that she was kind of looking at rings and I hopped on and like opened one of the tabs and it was the store. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do this. So anyway, that was way too long of an explanation, but I bought the rings for her for her anniversary. And I got an email about two days before it shipped to me that said, Hey, with your rings, we're sending you a ring sizer. Here's how to use it. So, like, oh man, that is brilliant. So I opened the email, I read the whole thing. And then an hour later, I got another email. One hour later, I got another email telling the story of that brand. Mm. So where they came from. And they had already provided value to me. They said, hey, we're not selling you anything. Like you said, not everything you want to do is selling something. They sent me two emails that I read immediately. One, because it was useful. Two, because they had already helped me. So I wanted to know more about them. So now that store is like bookmarked because they've been great, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's great. I think that's the power of you want to have that brand recognition so that, you know, you as a consumer, Tony, you look in your inbox, if you see that business's name in there, the likelihood of you, you know, opening and clicking through, right? It's all about how can you leverage the information you're sending out to your subscribers to make sure that it's resonating with a really engaged person, whether that's them reading about the mission or understanding, hey, you know, we know that you purchased this item six months ago and hey, we have a whole new collection that we thought you might enjoy, right? So again, two part, sending out that personalized outreach, you know, again, newsletters all about the custom segmentation, really drilling down your audience and also pushing revenue levers where you care, where you can. And to build off that too, like people think that nobody wants to be sold to, but now that store will do it, my shopping for me. So when Valentine's Day rolls around or Mother's Day rolls around, I really hope I get an email from them to sell me on some of their stuff because one, it's going to be a reminder because, you know, that. And then uh, two, she really, really likes them. Mm-hmm. And now I have another store that's going to be in my inbox. I'm actually looking forward to end of January where I can get that email. So let's talk about something you touched on recently as well, or something that we kind of just learned about is store. We're going to use them as an example. They sent me one email two days before my shipment arrived. They sent me another email an hour after that. Now, I know these are driven by the purchase, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm already a customer, so this isn't really applicable to what I want to ask. But in terms of emailing your leads, your subscribers before their customers, what can we expect? Like, is there a specific cadence that we should be sending these emails at or 
what time of day or how often or anything like that? What are we seeing with business owners? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing I'll say is that um, we want to make sure that we have the holistic view of what people are sending, right? So to your point, Tony, sounds like, you know, if I were to peek in behind their back end, they probably sent you a purchase follow-up automated email followed by maybe a welcome series, right? Another automated flow as a new subscriber, they're kind of sharing with you, you here's who we are and why we want you to stay a part of our brand. So when we think of those things and then put on top of that newsletters, all that information becomes really helpful to inform how often should you be sending newsletters out. Again, that's usually the tool that has the most customization where your automated tools are more the set it and forget it, right? You've got your abandoned cart flow that's triggered to go out this time for this cart value. That's, you know, kind of running in the back end. Your newsletters, you're controlling, hey, when do I want to send it and who do I want to send it to? So we always recommend that folks start out by, you know, sending out a newsletter once a week, at least once a week as a starting point. Now we've seen other businesses who've ramped up and gotten really comfortable with their cadence and are sometimes sending three to four a week. In that case, it really depends on who do you want to speak to. Yeah, because if I some stores would that would annoy the hell out of me yeah. if that if they sent me three, but some of them I'd I'd love to get three emails. Yeah, totally. Exactly. So again, totally dependent on your audience, your product, your brand. But there's a way that you can create a cadence where maybe you're having product spotlights on a Friday because you know that your busiest shopping days are over the weekend. So really doing that promotional email on a Friday. Tuesdays might be your your newsletter where you're driving cross-channel connections with social media, where you're getting people to read your newsletter and check out your Instagram to become a follower or check out your latest TikTok video. So if you have a set cadence of kind of these themes throughout the week, you can really easily create content and repurpose things so that you're consistently talking to your subscriber base and it doesn't feel like you're always just sending out the same thing, the same product release or latest collection or sale, right? Those are very important. But I think the blend of having those in between, again, that community connection is going to be really important. Sure. Okay. So like one week I can send a something that leads to our socials, like look at this hilarious video or look at this really educational video we posted or or something like that. Mm -hmm. We're on social media. The next week, maybe it's a, you know, one of those really useful, like here's 10 tips before heading out on the next trail from REI or, you know, one of those types of emails. Exactly. And then you can just sprinkle in the, the promotional ones. Absolutely. And another thing around this time year specifically, you know, people are kind of reflecting, right? And so stewardship becomes a really big piece of this where you're, you know, you might be just sending out a newsletter to say thank you to the folks for being a part of your community, right? Like a penned yeah. letter from the owner. Or, you know, if you're a smaller team and you've just expanded and, you know, brought on two new team members, what a great way to introduce them to your community via newsletter where you're doing a little feature to say, hey, welcome person that's just joined our shop, right? Yeah, exactly. I love that. Okay, well, that also begs the question too, you know, as we talk about how frequently are we sending that's got to affect the open rates and the engagement rates and things like that. Like I said, for some stores, I would love to receive three emails a mm. week. I would I would just read the whole thing. But the other ones, some of the other ones, I only want to hear from them on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you mm-hmm. know? And, and so I, I think that I'm a typical, a very typical mindset to have as a consumer. So how are we seeing this affect the industry standards, right? The open rates and the engagement rates and really what should we shoot for? Yeah. So, you know, again, I'll do a little caveat of saying that no business is the same and no consumer and subscriber base is the same. So I think that what we try to have folks realize is that it's good to understand what the overall averages are across all industries. 
but the best comparison you can do is against yourself. So I think when we look at open rates, for example, typically average open rates across all industries right now is anywhere between 27 to 35%. And so again, that's across all industries. Same with click-through rates, anywhere from 2 to 5%. So those are good benchmarks to have in the back of your mind. But the best way that you can compare is against yourself and what stage your business is at, how often you're communicating with your subscribers. If you're just starting out and just you know releasing that first newsletter, it's going to take some time for folks to kind of lean into clicking through and opening those emails from you as a business. So let it give it time to build and then do some really cool comparative data against yourself. For businesses that have been around for a year, look at your last month of emails that you've sent in newsletters and compare it to the month January of 2021 and see where you stand. You might find that hey, this particular outreach that I did that was on Wednesdays at 10 seems to have my highest open rate, right? Those can help inform further statistics and data points for going into the future. Yeah, and I do wanna just call out something that you said, which was the average click-through rate of an email is two to 5%. Mm. I think that people see see this number in their dashboards and probably get really discouraged. I can tell you from personal experience, because I, just with Nikki, I used to work with a lot, a lot of business owners, that most of them, obviously all of them, they start at zero, but there are some ones now that are really, really successful. I'm talking like, I'm saying, I think, um, what was one the other week? He had like an 8% click-through rate and it's been 8% for like a year. It's amazing. But he started off for like six months at half percent click-through rate. Mm. He couldn't break into it. And then one day he found the formula, right? He realized he identified what his customers liked, which emails were doing better, like you were just saying. And then he did more of that. But really don't get discouraged if you're hanging out below 1% for a little bit because everybody has to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Absolutely. And that's what these other emails do, right? These brand builders, these educational ones, they get people to trust you more. Exactly. And I think that's where it becomes really important to think of the power of segmentation within newsletters, that if you drill down your audience of who you're actually communicating to and have a really clear message, you're more likely to have a very strong open and click rate because you're essentially curating a conversation for that consumer versus sending everything all the time out to all of your subscribers, right? That's great to do as a, you know, kind of foundation, but I think folks kind of shy away from leaning into the segmentation. You're only going to get more information and data the more that you try those things out to help understand, you know, what is resonating, what's sitting well with people, what needs to go back to the drawing board, things like that. Yeah. Segmentation also scares a lot of people because they think they have to have these like massive dashboards and like really change up A-B test every Mm. single email. It's not not what we're talking about at all, right? So if you haven't started segmenting, you could send specific emails to your VIPs or the people that have purchased from you over two times and really give them what they want while also sending different emails to just subscribers. Anyway, we could probably do a whole episode on segmentation. (laughs) But I do want to... um, get to my probably favorite question here, which is what question should I have asked you about newsletters? What is your favorite slash most useful piece of advice for small business owners that are looking to turn these leads into customers Mm. using newsletters? What would you say? Yeah, I would say one, the biggest question we get oftentimes is, well, how do I do it all? How do I always stay on top of this content, right? I think, again, newsletters can feel really overwhelming because it isn't an automated tool that you're just kind of setting and forgetting. And I think that's where, especially at Privy and with our customer success team, 
the power of saving your templates and just building out a foundational layout to pull from is going to make it so much easier to duplicate, swap out some products or change your change your header and then just fire it off. Totally. As Steve has said before, and I don't know if he, you know, said it on his episode, but you know, paralysis by analysis. <laughs> and it's <laughs> oh, one yes. of our favorite terms. So instead of, you know, waiting to just kind of go through all the hypotheticals, the biggest encouragement we can give is just, you know, start sending, start communicating. When somebody becomes a new subscriber, they are you're a very warm contact. And we the goal is we want to keep them warm. So you want to keep engaging right. with them, whether it's, again, educational, promotional, a blend of both ideally, but you don't want that subscriber to go cold because then you kind of lost them out of the funnel. So you just want to just get in there, play around, send them some things out. And data is a really good barometer for how things are going. So don't be afraid to just kind of send some stuff out and see what happens. I will add on to that. I That is a great great piece of advice. And it's that piece of advice is true for a lot of different things, right? So when you start a YouTube channel, for instance, I'm just going to make a quick connection because it's so, so true. YouTube puts out these updates and they say, here's some advice for newer creators. Here's some advice for people. Just post. Don't worry about quality. Don't worry about whether you are an expert on the topic yet. People followed you because they want to hear from you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to give them a dissertation. You don't have to tell them every single fabric and chemical that your stuff is made with. You don't have to do all of these things. And so for somebody uh, basically took all that advice and, and put it towards emailing and they said they sent two emails a week for four months. And if they did not have something created, they just did a plain text email that shared their thoughts on the day and how they're doing. And this was so appreciated by the new leads into this mm -hmm. business that they uh, he got rid of it and then they demanded that he started doing those emails again. <laughs> so now he just does a quick email. Hey, I had a great day. I did this. I'm adding a new pair of socks to our this collection. I'm really excited about it, blah, blah, blah. People loved it. Now, am I recommending that you necessarily do that? No, not necessarily. It may not be right for you, but just start sending. Exactly. Published is better than perfect. And of course, the templates help so so much. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And um, I'll, I'll make one more plug for segmentation, though I do agree, Tony, there can be a whole other episode about this. Yeah. But one of the biggest uh, or easiest segmentations that will have the biggest impact is going to be did not open. So send your first newsletter. And then a couple days later, segment by anyone that didn't open and try a different subject line. Same content inside. They haven't seen it yet. Interesting. And just see what happens. That's you know an opportunity for some extra open and click through rates from folks who, again, the first one didn't resonate change out the subject line, resend it to those who didn't open it and uh, and see what you get. Wow, that's brilliant. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, cool. Okay, well, Nikki, thank you so, so, so much for coming on e-commerce marketing school. This was super great. And you gave us a ton of great tips for growing our newsletter. So I hope to see you here again, but thanks for coming on. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thanks, Tony. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. And thank you all for listening to e-commerce marketing school. Now, if this episode interested you, we also chatted with Steve from the customer success team, and he went over how to really understand your customer's purchase history and data from the holidays to identify how to better market to them in 2023. And also, if you are curious about all the strategies that Nikki shared with us, you can do all of them in Privy. If you haven't heard of Privy, we're a Shopify app where you can send all your emails and texts to all your subscribers and customers. And you can also convert site visitors into customers and leads on your site using free shipping bars, pop-ups, things like that. So give it a try at privy.com. But if you want to see us in the wild, you can find clips from this episode and all our future episodes on Instagram at Ecom Marketing School. 
as well as YouTube on the Privy channel. And if you're on Twitter, you can find me at Tony from the pod. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. 